You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Hello there, this is Mike. And this is Kevin. And we're here to do the As the Wheel Turns show. <laughs> a soap opera. Rolling as the yes. I've been in a coma. <laughs> and, and four people caught me in bed with their wives. <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. This is the Rolling Toe Show. We're talking about tire wear and handling problems. I know it's boring, but that's what we do. We'll answer questions tonight. We're going to uh, read a brief description of some more stuff on alignment angles. And we'll be taking calls. If you have a question or a comment, push one on your phone pad, and that'll put you in the queue for us to answer. If you push it twice, you'll erase yourself, so be careful. Only push it once. Um, we've had a good week. I've been to Phoenix. I've been to Minnesota. I worked with the fleet. I spent, Back in the U.S.? I was in the U.S., yes. It was kind of fun. Um, I did have an opportunity this week with a work, to work with a major tire company's engineering tire development team. And we met in uh, Phoenix, and I had an opportunity to have some direct input to them on what's going on with tires, why they're wearing funny, and what they think they're trying to fix in tire wear. And I showed them, no, you're not really trying to fix that. You're trying to fix something else that's going on. And they were amazed at some of the stuff we showed them. It was a lot of fun. Yes, these were people from all over the world. And... Yeah, we got to show them that their problems aren't really that different from the U.S. Uh, maybe we'll get uh, we'll be able to bring some of what we've been able to accomplish here around the world. Yeah, it, it was kind of neat. Uh, they, they they thought their tires were worse than they were. Yeah, and we were able to show them no, it's not your tire; it's the way a tire is being treated. The tire engineers try to build a tire that will run regardless of what we do to them. They're always working at that. And if you look at the development of truck tires in the last 40 years that I've been able to watch and see what's going on, they have come a long ways to making a tire that is forgiving and tolerant and will put up with stuff and still drive. Right. And, and the look average... at Michelin for an example, if you were wondering. Yeah, Michelin is a good example. If you take their XZA tire that we saw in the late 70s mm -hmm. um, in a line hole application, if everything was done right, well, no. It, the average tire treated the way they normally treat would get about sixty, maybe seventy thousand miles. Right. That same tire today, well, not the same tire, but the current Michelin tire, treated the way most people treat it, will get a hundred to hundred and ten thousand miles. So That's significant improvement. Significant improvement. But I explained to them that if you aligned the truck properly, if you took care of the maintenance properly and inflated the tire properly, that tire that was only giving them sixty thousand miles. We were able to get 100,000 miles out of Back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, and, and the tires today that on average are producing 100 to 110,000 miles, we were able to get 200,000 plus out of them. Mm -hmm. So the tires are capable of a lot more than the tire engineers understood. 
Right. And, you know, it makes me wonder if they ever see uh, consistently vehicles driven, uh, tires worn out properly. They don't. The they don't. And, and that's the problem. They normally do this meeting in their cubes at a meeting room in their home office, <clears throat> and they don't go out and look at tires. And this year it was suggested that they go out and get some real world experience and see what's going on. And some of the things we showed them they had never seen before. They didn't realize what was going on. It was it was very interesting time. Fun times out there in the entire world. Yeah, yeah, trucking world, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well this week the discussion we're gonna start is more alignment angles. Last time we talked about uh toe and drive axle alignment, the week before we talked about camber and caster. This week, what's left to explore in alignment? Actually, there's seven more, several more items to consider. We can talk about steer axle setback, and that will read us right into toe on turns and Ackerman angles. Axle setback in alignments refers to a measurement to determine if the steer axle is mounted square to the frame. This is accomplished in several ways. Some alignment systems use degrees of angle, and they'll figure out if it's it's out of square by a measured of an angle. And in that, we need plus or minus 0 0.06 degrees off of zero. With a tape measure measured the proper way, we would be measuring to a 16th of an inch to make sure it's square to the frame. If the axle is out of square to the frame, several dynamics come into play. First of all, with caster, which is the front or back tilt of the kingpin, and with kingpin inclination, the inboard or outboard tilt of the kingpin, as you turn the wheels to the right or left, the camber changes in both front tires, but not identically. One will move a little toward positive and one will move a little more toward negative. In addition, having one tire trailing the other while driving straight causes unequal drag between the two steer tires and making the vehicle want to pull in the direction of the tire that's further back. Also a force from caster trying to make the tires return to straight ahead relative to the axle beam. So if the right side of the beam is back, the steers are always trying to go to the right to get back to a zero position. That force can also cause cupping in the trailing tire. This brings us to the final dynamic. When you turn a wheel right or left from straight ahead, the wheels move toward toe out. So in a sharp turn. Yeah, toe out and turn or the Ackerman angle. So the inside turning tire turns a smaller circle than the outside turning tire. That's what helps the vehicle go around the corner. Now, if the steering axle is out of square, let's say the right side is back, then the tires are already turned to the left just to go straight. So you're already into the Ackerman function. The more you turn to the left, the more it toes out. But if you're straight ahead and the wheels are cocked back like that and you're in a little bit of a left turn, then as you start turning to the right, it actually toes in a little bit and then starts turning out. So everything is off point. Your Ackerman is wrong. The camber and the caster are wrong. The toe out on turns are wrong. And then we wonder why we have a tire wear problem. Most alignment machines will give you this measurement, but most technicians are not trained on what to do about it. And so it causes difficulties. Now, as most alignment machines out there, just for everybody's knowledge, isn't this something you should also have a, measure, a tape measure measurement to verify? Um, 
or if, let's say, your your computerized machine sets the stereo axis half a square, it doesn't matter what the teenager says. Well, it depends on what you believe most. <clears throat> there are several machines that are based off of one patent that if you don't have your drive axle centered laterally under the frame when you measure the front, it will tell you the axle is out of square when, in fact, the drive axle is off-center. Because the math was just wrong. The math is wrong, and it doesn't know the drive axle is off-center. So you've got to tell it that. Um, so let's say that was correct. The axle was out of square. But your tape measure said that it wasn't. Then we've got a calibration problem. Likely it's calibration. Yeah, we've we got to figure out what's going on here. You've got, you got to get a good reading. Okay. Yep. Okay, very good, very good. We've had our little discussion. We have some questions on the board. Let's start with the normal game of where are you from? So right, we've got four questions that I can see, and the oldest one is from the 973 area, 937 area code. 937. I'm going to get my crystal ball. What? I'm going Canada. You're going Canada? Somewhere. I'm going to go Kansas. Kansas or Canada. All right, let's see what we got. Can you hear us? Yes, that might come through. Good. All right. Where yeah, are you from? Wil Wilmington, Ohio, which is right in the middle of Cincinnati, Dayton, and Columbus. Nearest MD alignment shop Canada. is. No, nowhere near Canada. I don't go to Canada. Uh, nearest uh, MD alignment provider is Truck Techs in Tip City. And they have oh, done okay. a pheno phenomenal job. Uh, wanted to give uh, props out to them. They uh, had just got your machine, and you you or Kevin had just visited and uh, trained all their technicians and their shop manager, and they have done uh, a fantastic job for me. The truck's actually been back. Uh, when I had three trucks, I, I took each one of the three there, and uh, they've seen this truck three times now because I've replaced uh, the front springs, uh, shackles, and hangers, and went to the micro blue bearings on all three axles. And then recently uh, had the rear HE200 Kenworth suspension uh, blow a bushing. And Kenworth no longer makes that bushing. So we had to upgrade to the full-blown HE400 suspension that they put on the new T700. So had to have an alignment at, at each one of those life events. But uh, my question cool. tonight involves the trailer. I finally bit the bullet, and went out and bought my own van trailer. It's a 2007 Stoughton with the um, Holland CB400 uh, air ride suspension with ABS. Good. And Good. I'm getting some mixed feedback from my trailer shop. Um, not a whole lot of Stoughton dealers out there, so I've been going to Utility of Columbus. And I had wheel bearing issues left and right and wheel seal issues left and right. I retrofitted um, about a month after I bought the trailer, retrofitted to a set of Michelin wide base singles. They were two-inch offset wheels, and I was a little uneducated about the whole offset uh, until I uh, started listening to you guys and uh, getting feedback from you guys on Facebook. And I put the two-inch outset as two-inch outset wheels with the XTE Michelin's, um, the 455 profile, the, the taller profile XTEs. And okay. I, started ex I started experiencing a blown wheel seal about every other week. This just absolutely drove me nuts. 
So I was planning on upgrading to micro blueberries anyway. So I broke down, switched to micro blueberries. Once I put the micro blueberries in there, we put new Guardian seals and uh, didn't have any, any further issues. Okay. After I did that, after I put the new wheel bearings, I went ahead and replaced the XTEs because I had bought them used off of someone that had bought a grain trailer that they came new on, and he had some weird shoulder wear um, that had developed on his equipment. And, of course, once you can visibly see it, the tire's already toast. So they they literally had worn down to uh, 4 30 seconds on the shoulder, but I still had 10 to 12 30 seconds in the middle of the tire, so very drastic shoulder wear. Went ahead and went with new Virgin X-Line Energy T-Tires. But the feedback I got from uh, Utility was, you shouldn't be running wide-base singles on that trailer. I said, okay, why is that? And then they asked, well, who told you you could put those on there? I said, well, you guys did. I called your Cincinnati branch before I did the conversion and made sure that uh, it, it w- I was good to go with the, uh, with the axle that's on my trailer. And it's like, well, we didn't tell you it was okay. It's like, yes, you did. And it was <laughs> so-and-so at your location that said this. And, and here I've got, I've got the shop supervisor and manager for, like, the entire district, and he's, he's wanting to argue with me. He says, no, you, you can't just retrofit a wide base single on any trailer axle. You need to have a P or a Papa spindle. And we got in a big argument about that. And, and he's trying to tell me that it's not safe to run the wide base single at gross weights unless you have a P spindle. Can you shed some light on that? Yes. What he's talking about is with tapered opposed bearings on an N-type spindle, and you put okay. the two-inch offset rims on it, you're putting the weight on the outer, smaller bearing. A okay. P-type is two parallel bearings. They're not tapered. And the inner and outer bearings are the same size, and they stand up to the two-inch offset rims better. You gotcha. can convert any axle to wide base if you use zero offset zero rims. Zero offset. Okay. Now, you've got two-inch offsets now on an N-type spindle. If you don't have any problems, I would leave it alone. But my recommendation would be to flip those two-inch offset rims around backwards. Extend the belt. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) You'll be very proud of me. I took your advice uh, about a month ago. We flipped the rims on the tires, and I've been running them flipped um, we had to get creative with the valve stems because I run the TST tire pressure monitoring system. So we had to we had to use the short valve stems, and luckily it lines up with the holes in the Alcoa rim just right. You can just barely get your uh, tire pressure monitor sensor through the uh, through the holes if you have the rim slipped. So anybody out right. there that that has a similar situation, uh, we, we we've already been the guinea pig. It, it is possible. Um, I'm a, I was a little concerned about um, my drivability once I did the flip. It was kind of drastic. I mean, I, I went out and, and, and taking slow, uh, decreasing radius uh, clover leaf on-ramps and off-ramps, it, it almost felt like my trailer wasn't as stable. Mm-hmm. Should I be concerned? I could too. Or, no. or just no. drive, drive safely. 
<laughs> it should drive just fine. Um, I've had reports from people that when they flipped them from two inch into reversed, that their trucks got more stable because the flex that was occurring in the axle was gone. Okay. So I guess that would make long sense. Long, yeah. As long as it's driving right and wearing tires right, I wouldn't worry about it. And flipping the rims, we have found, produces a lot better wear. And by going to a one-inch inboard instead of a two-inch outboard, you have moved the weight closer to the inner bearing, not necessarily right on it. And the inner bearing is the larger bearing capable of carrying more weight. Ah, I see. That sounds like a very good thing, then. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I like it. Awesome. It it also makes turning uh, some of the tight turns in the uh, inner cities a little bit easier, too, I've noticed. <laughs> good. There's there's a multiple benefits from this. That's great. Yeah, yeah. But but it, it is difficult in the wintertime to see when you release your brakes in the morning to see whether or not your uh, trailer tires are actually spinning or if, if one of your brakes... Uh, hung overnight <laughs> right well they they do make little um, yellow flaps that you can bolt to your lug nuts and you can see them yes. turning if you have a look might be something the, to the, about. those crafty canadians yes <laughs> right well i'm glad to hear you're happy with everything and, and we look forward to helping you again in the future and i want to thank you for calling yep. thank you mike thank you kevin you you're welcome All right, thank you bye-bye all right, that was fun. Well, we got a good one. I, I like that. From Ohio, you've been saying everybody's from Ohio forever. And this week I didn't pick Ohio. Yeah. Uh, what do I know? All right. Places. We've got a couple more questions there. What do we got? This is five four one. That's familiar. It is familiar. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Western Nebraska. Western. I'm gonna say Ohio. <laughs> You're gonna say Ohio. Okay. It worked once. All right. Where are you from? Uh, Medford, Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are way off. <laughs> well, this this is my first time calling in. I'm a, a new uh, owner-operator, and uh, I have a, a 2005 Columbia, and I'm having a okay. couple issues um, that maybe you guys can help me on uh, to have um, – it aligned because I had a lot of uh, abnormal wear on the drive axle, and mm-hmm. um, they supposedly aligned it. But um, when they did, they, you know, they said they didn't change anything because the alignment was perfect on it. Um, so I'm really suspect of that <clears throat> because of the abnormal wear on the on the drive tires. Most of the is cupping on the inner side of the inner uh, dual. Um, and the other thing I noticed is that the airbags, rather than being straight up and down, they're uh, angled um, inward. And so I don't know if that's normal or not. Okay, let's, let's take this one at a time. First okay. of all, most drive axle irregular wear is not caused by alignment. Alignment okay. tire wear shows up on the steer tires. Okay? Okay. Second of all, irregular... Can I, can I, go ahead. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Um, yeah. Spaces just because of the delay. Oh, okay. Um, there, um, the um, steer tires are perfect. There's no cupping, no abnormal mm -hmm. wear on them. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, it was just just the uh, uh, drives that were. Let's talk about the drives then. When okay. you get irregular tire on the inside edge of the inside tire. Now, is that what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. That is one of two things. That is either loose wheel bearings in those drive axles, allowing the wheel to wiggle back and forth, and it'll chop the inside edge off. Or okay. the axle is too much under load, and it's flexing the tires and creating the same wear pattern. Now, you described the airbags as being tilted in on the bottom, which tells me it's probably a Freightliner, right? Yes. Okay. The airbags tilting in on the bottom does not cause that tire wear. The airbag tilting in on the bottom tells me that the U-bolts are getting loose, and at some point, the axle is going to start walking around and messing up your alignment. So I would be interested in loosening U-bolts a little more, straighten the airbags out, tighten the U-bolts up, just to maintain the alignment. But again, that won't solve your drive tire problem. The drive okay. tire problem is going to be solved, first of all, by checking to see if the U-bolts or the wheel bearings are tight. Right. Okay? Now, okay. There's, a couple of, there's a couple other symptoms that tend to show up at the same time as this inside edge cupping. Frequently, we'll also have an intermittent ABS brake light on the dashboard. Do you ever see any of those? Um, I haven't because I haven't driven the truck long enough. Um, okay. right. I've we'll only got about. That That's okay. We'll leave that alone. The second thing is if you're driving at sustained speeds on a smooth road and the bearings are loose, we often get a vibration that comes up through the seat and the feet that shakes and then stops and shakes and then stops and shakes and then stops as long as you're holding a sustained speed. If you step on the throttle, it'll go away. If you let off the throttle, it tends to go away. You ever noticed any of yes. that? Yes, you have. absolutely. Yes. Bearings are loose. So okay. we need to get you, get you to somebody who will tighten the bearings the way we want. Now, if you go on our website, mdalignment.com, and go into our video library, there is a video in there on how we would like to adjust bearings and why we want to adjust the bearings the way we do. So that's the easy way to give you the information you need on that. Okay. That works. Um, cool. I have one other question. Again, um, the um, seems that the steering box has a lot of play. Now, we check the front end to make sure that um, the tie rod ends and the kingpin and all that were tight. Uh, we didn't have any abnormal movement on them. And that all seems to be fine, but I've got, you know, when you're going straight down the road, seems I have like about three inches of play in that steering wheel before it affects, you know, anything. Is there a way okay. of adjusting that steering box? Yeah, if it's a TRW box, there's a way to adjust it. But before I got excited about that, I would want to flip the hood open, truck's engine off, truck sitting on hard ground, grab the mm -hmm. steering column that's coming down next to the engine and turn it with your hand and see how much you can really turn it before you see the pitman arm coming out of the steering gearbox moving. 
If it's and there's fairly, quite a part, quite a bit. There's there's quite a bit of play there. Yes. Okay. I would I would have to defer this to a steering gearbox expert. I'm I'm just an amateur at that. When you get into the gearboxes, if they've got a problem, yes, there is an adjustment on the backside of most of those boxes that you can reach by going through a hole in the frame. But if the gearbox is worn out, tightening up the gearbox just could make it lock up, and that's not a good thing. So I would defer this to somebody who is a gearbox specialist. Okay. Reasonable. Well, thank you, guys. Not I, a problem, I buddy. I appreciate you, you drive safe and call uh, again, huh? All right. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Thank you. Oregon, we should have known. Oregon, yeah. I'm just in Oregon recently. Who do we know that lives up there? I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Anyway, all right. We've got the the 618 area code. Oh, 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 Texas. Texas? I'm going to go Texas. You're going with Texas. I think it's a California code. You think it's California? Okay. All right. right. We'll find out. What do we got? Hello, Texas. You're a little bit off, Southern Illinois. All right. Well, we're no good at that one. What do you got? Hey, Mike, how about this? Uh, Went to one of your MB alignment shops. It happens to be not too far from you out Highway 70, about halfway between you and I in St. Louis and Kansas City. Been there twice. I drive an 04 Freightliner Classic. Uh, First time there, they redid all of the, I'm going to call it the bushings and the spring hangers on the rear drive. Placed Uh all those. Aligned the trucks that come back fifty thousand. Well, I got busy. I made sixty or seventy-five thousand. Went back and had them check everything. They said, "Hey, your front end's a little bit. I don't know where it wasn't turned just right." So they adjusted it. And my tire on the right side is wearing a little bit round. And my truck basically, it can be very difficult. Not hard, but it's uncomfortable holding the steering wheel. It usually has a pull, and it's somewhat worse depending on how the the road leans going down the road. The guy told me there's a center switch inside the steering car, the, your power steering box, that basically a centering valve, that that's what it is instead of alignment. Is that correct? I hate to say it, but that sounds like bull to me. Well, that's yeah. kind of what I thought. What, what make and model of truck is this? It's an old Ford Classic. A classic. Okay. Now, uh, I haven't seen any Z boxes on those. Um, and, and so this truck has got a pull. Is that right? Yes. And they've aligned it a couple of times, right? So they is that correct? Come to you. Yes, they've aligned it twice. We, we need to get you to somebody that can fix it, but you don't need to come see me. Um, You're only in Kansas City, though, and I'm, I get through there occasionally. Well, I'm not in Kansas City. Chad Hahn is in Kansas City. Yeah. And oh, Chad okay, would be okay. a very, very good shop to go to. I have a lot of confidence in him. <clears throat> I I don't know who this other shop is that you're referring to that's having problems, but Which, um, <laughs> may as well tell who it is. Huh? Do you want to know who it is? Yeah, who is it? It's Tony's in Boonville. Okay, okay. all right, <clears throat> all right. We well, can call him and talk to him and see if we can figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's up to you whether you want to take it back to him or just take it to Chad. Right. Okay. All right. right. Okay, I'll give that a whirl, see what happens. If nothing else, I'll look up another shop or see if I can get to the guy in Kansas City. I'm closer to St. Louis for anything, and I think there is a shop or two in St. Louis. Uh, I, I I can't remember. I'd have to look on the computer. I don't keep track yeah, of it. I don't remember either. Okay. 
that's what I want to know. I didn't think that was correct about a centering valve. But all right, thank you much, guys. So, you bet. You have a good day. Yep. You right. too. Bye. Bye. Well, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Who knew? And a problem with one of our shops there. Yeah, and that's the problem. We sell the equipment to people. We train the people. We can't control how they do that to do. But we'll see what we can do with it. Okay. Uh, what do we call? We've got actually two more. Uh, this one is from the eight zero six area code. I'm going back to. I'm going to Oklahoma. I'm going with North Carolina. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Hey. Hello there, Oklahoma. How about West Texas? Lubbock, Texas. Texas. I almost so went Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I was moving north. <laughs> you were moving north. There you go. Not far away, though. Yeah, so what you I got? Was, I was at Matt, and uh, you were busy, so I was talking to Chad. I have been uh, contemplating putting one of these tire sealants in my tires, and uh, Chad was mentioning that you had found one up in Canada that not only seals the tires, but also keeps... Yeah, Tire Lina is a new product we found out of British Columbia. <clears throat> it's a liquid product that goes inside the tire. It keeps the inside of the tire moist so that the casing doesn't crack and dry rot. It balances the tire and will also plug up to three-eighths of an inch diameter hole, according to the manufacturer. It's completely biodegradable. It washes off with garden hose. It doesn't get on your clothes and get all sticky and make a slimy mess like some of the other stuff I've seen. <clears throat> We've had limited uh, opportunities to test it, but so far I'm really impressed with it. Okay, because I've talked to uh, um, Gats and at Max. I've talked to another company out of the state. And, uh, you know, they have something very similar, but I just, I just wasn't sure. You know, he's always at the show and he punches holes in a wheelbarrow tire or something, you know, and it never goes flat. A lot of different products out there that, that, that do this stuff, but the majority of them that I've seen in the years I've been in are very thick and very slimy and they get on your clothes and you can't get rid of them. And it gets on the floor, and it's hard to clean up. And and they're not. And if they get into a, a recap chamber, if you're recapping the tire, they can. They're flammable. So oh, wow. you have to be careful about what you're putting in the tire. This particular one, I've been impressed with. I haven't seen anything like it. So if you were using that in the tire, you wouldn't need Centromatic or any of those other things, right? No, I I would. So far, what we see. They put it in the tire. You don't have to do anything else to balance it or anything. You just run it. Hmm. Uh, it could go in steer tires as well as drives and everywhere. Yeah, he put it in all tires. He brought. He made it originally for people who are running in construction industry and mining and stuff that have a lot of flats, okay? Right. And then he's gradually expanded out and put it in line haul trucks, and it seems to be working just fine. Do you know? So I just go to tire. Do they spell that with a Y or an I? Do you know? He spells it through dealers. Somebody would have to buy a, a pallet load of it, you know, and, and then they okay. then they dose it into your tires when you buy it. Um, but okay. the product on the website is TireLina, T-I-R-E-L-Y-N-A. You can look it up and see what the information is there. Oh, okay. Okay? L-Y-N-A. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. 
You have a good day. Thank you. You too. All right. We went to Texas. Texas and Illinois. Going to Texas. Oregon and Ohio, right. Yes. So now we've got the 817 area code. Oh, 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 oh. That's familiar. Oh, 817. Oh, oh, Texas. Texas. Indiana. Okay. All right. Okay. Where are you from? Texas. I got it. All right. Forward. That's what I was thinking. All right. Very good. Very good. You are funny. I like I like listening to y'all. Um, I, I, I'm a new owner operator. I have an 07 Kenworth, and today I was noticing that the front end on the passenger side is kind of leaning down. So mm-hmm. I, I I popped the hood and I went under there and I started looking at my leaf springs. And my tires and whatnot, and I noticed that between my leaves probably have a half inch gap, and I didn't know if that drop that lane well you're breaking you're you're breaking up pretty bad now let me let me repeat back what I think I've heard. You've got a Kenworth, an o six, and the right front corner is leaning down and and there was something about a spacer between the leaf springs that's not there. No, no, the the leaf, the between the two leaves, I can I can see a space, and I didn't know if that's normal or not. It depends. Now, what I'm more interested in, do the springs look like they curved down in the middle, or are they starting to flatten out, or are they curved up in the middle? They're they're curving, they're curving down. Okay. In the middle. All right. And what kind of rear suspension do you have underneath this? Oh, I have, I have no idea. Hmm. No, no, no. I have, oh, no, okay. I have, no, I have no idea. Um, sometimes, I got, a, sometimes a front end that is down in one corner is actually caused by a rear end that's up in the back, opposite corner. Right. Okay? It can also be caused by a twisted frame. Yeah. Okay? So before we get all excited about replacing leaf springs and doing things like that, I would ask you to disconnect your truck from the trailer in a parking lot someplace. Pull the truck ahead, then stand behind the truck 10 or 20 feet and look at the cab. Now, the cab is either going to be standing straight up and down or leaning to the right or leaning to the left. The important thing is that when you figure out which way the cab is leaning, then look at the very back cross member at the tail end of the truck where the brake lights are. Does that cross member lean the same way the cab is, or is that cross member leaning the opposite direction? If it's the opposite direction, you have a twisted frame, and that would have to be fixed in order to straighten out the cab. Yep. And that is, it's, it's if more, that's the case, that's fixable. Oh yeah, there's shop. yeah a frame shop could fix it. They'll probably charge you about three thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. If you don't want to spend that kind of money, you take the truck. What kind of trailer do you haul? To grain hopper. Grain hopper, good. So you take the grain hopper and you find yourself a downsloped, like a loading dock. You back it down into the dock and turn your truck at a 90 degree angle to it, okay, with the truck off to the right side. Now what will happen is now the trailer is going to bend the back of the trailer down on the right. The engine is going to try to hold the front of the truck down on the left. 
and leave it there for about three hours and then pull it out and see if it straightened it out because that's basically what a frame shop's going to do. And use force to twist it. And that, it, right. this is actually much more common on, a, say, a Freightliner or international frame than it is on a camera. So I, I, I almost, I'll almost be surprised if it really is twisted. But that would be that would be the well, way. You got a nine-year-old truck. Anything could have happened in nine years. True. Okay. So who would I okay. who would I take it to who would I take it to to to, to find out to, whether it's either the twist or or it's something else? You need to take it to a frame shop. Well, if you want to, if, but if you just want somebody to measure it out, right there in Fort Worth, I'd take it to Oil Medics. I'd, yeah, the Oil Medics is a good shop there, and and tell them you talked to us and you want to know if it's a frame problem. They've got the stuff; they can check it out. You said Oil Medics. Will Medic, yeah, it's on our website on mdaligned.com. Okay, appreciate right. it. Yep. You bet. Thank you have you. a good day. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, I missed that by one state. Well, no, you were on. Was Texas. I on? You were on Texas. The last I actually got it right? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to have to write this down. I got one right? This, this is the day. This is the day. Put it down. One for me. Okay, all right. got the state. Very good. All right. Okay. We'll get you a certificate, too. Got it. I get a certificate. Okay, cool. Now, this one, well, unfortunately, you're going to get two right, because this one here is the 712 area code. 712. That's Iowa. It is Iowa, isn't it? Yeah. Let's try it. <laughs> We're pretty sure you're from Iowa. Hello there. You bet. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, just a tire question. Okay. Uh, the steer tires, XZA3 Plus, I believe, uh, just pulled the set off. Those I've been maintaining at 120 PSI. Warlike iron did great, 200,000 miles. Very happy with them. Pulled them off just because of the mileage and the, the air on or the age on them. Uh, then I put back on. I was intending to duplicate, and I did, according to the, I guess, nomenclature on the side of the tire. So when I went to air them up, they're designated at 105 PSI. What changed okay. or what's the difference and where should I keep them? Well, normally a 105 sidewall inflation indicates it's an 11R22.5 instead of a low pro 22.5. They were both 22 tall. They're 22 tall? That's a, that's a 105 Correct. tire. Were your other ones 22 shorts? No, they were the same. 11 R22. Okay, they should they should have all been 105. I'm surprised the other one wasn't a 105. Okay. And 120 again is a good inflation for that tire. I don't care what the sidewall says. Right. On my steers, even though it's always better than under inflation. Gotcha. All right. Other than that, love the show. Thanks, guys. No problem, buddy. Appreciate it. Bye. It's a quick one. Yeah. Son of a gun. Very little to diagnose. All right. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, let's see. Uh, what have we got? We've been, we've got about 20 minutes left. Good. And uh, we've got about three questions left. Let's see so, how many we can get. What, what state? Well, I don't know. But it's the 979 area code. 979. 979. Mm, California. California. Okay. I'm thinking Alabama. Okay. All right. Uh, That's far enough apart. Yep. We'll either be right or wrong. Oh, yes, that's true. What do we got? Okay, okay, boys. Both those uh, guesses are fighting words. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? 
From what Texas? Uh, I tell you, Texas. Another Texas. All right. You guys yeah. have too many. Yeah. You should have one area uh, code for the whole state. Uh, you've been down here. You know how big this damn place is. <laughs> oh, I get lost just getting around Fort Worth. Well, you should have an extra set of numbers on the backside. Same area code, four numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Break it up in the original five counties and just put a number yeah. after it. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. What do you got, buddy? Okay. Uh, you'd talk me out of doing that front air leaf on my glider that I'm ordering. Okay. All right. I went. Uh, yeah, I know. I went and drove it, and I, I, I tell you what, I fell in love with the way that truck rode. Okay. So my question is, I, I know that you don't like them, and you were comparing them to, the, to a Greyhound, I believe it was, but as far as holding an alignment, um, what are the mechanical things that I need to keep an eye on or look for on that front end? What are the weak spots on that uh, on that design that, that Heat uses on that new air front end that they're doing? Okay. The, the main thing that I have to worry about about the current production air ride front ends is making sure the air ride controller stays accurate. So all I would be doing is taking a tape measure periodically and measuring from the frame down to the axle and comparing it on side to side and make sure it stays at the right height and it's even on both sides. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's, that, yeah, that's the big thing is, is do they use like a, a load leveling valve to, to keep those things side to side and, and the right height? It's the same valve that you use on the rear end for your air ride back there to keep the airbags the same height. Okay, now I was talking to another guy that has one that they took the load leveling valve out of it. He has a way to manually put pressure into it and relieve the pressure out of it, and he runs his off of a air gauge on his dash. And he feels how it's riding and what his weight is he's got in the truck, and he kind of knows his PSI, static PSI mm-hmm. he's supposed to be keeping in those bags. Is that mm-hmm. Sound reasonable? <laughs> uh, it sounds possible if this guy really knows what he's doing. But remember, the more air you put into it, the more caster you're putting in the front end. The less air you put in it, the less cast you have in the front end. Also remember, as the airbags or the axle gets closer to the frame and further from the frame, you're changing the angle of your drag link, and it will probably change the position of your steering wheel. Okay. That may be how he's he's determining how much air to put in there. He he does yep. the same thing I do. He hauls oil and our our weights are within a hundred pounds on every load. And he tells me that he when he goes and loads up, uh he bumps the pressure up by five PSI and when he unloads he drops it by five PSI and he said he's had good luck doing that. Yeah, I I can't argue with the guy that's had good results. Okay. Is there anything else on those front ends that's weak, that goes cattywampus, that other other than, you know, talking about the ride height and the leveling valves on it? Not on the current production air ride front axles that I've seen. The old ones that we had from Peterbilt years back that had a double knuckle on the shackles on the back was just a piece of junk. They fell apart real quick. You couldn't hold a position of the axle, but not on the okay. current productions. 
Okay. Last question I've got, and I don't know if you've covered this. I've gone back and listened to all the episodes that I missed on the call-ins, but uh, how much does the alignment on the trailer affect the tire wear and the way that the, the tractor rides and goes down the road? Virtually nothing. Okay. There can be, if the, if the trailer axles are skewed significantly from each other, one of them will drag the other one down the road. But they have to be so far apart. It, it, it would be easy to measure just between the two hubs or the two wheels themselves and determine that it's, it's way off. And that, that kind of wear it still it isn't as bad as the bearing wear, the axle flex wear that uh, the trailer gets from non-alignment issues. But the trailer typically does not affect the tractor. Oh, it, yeah, not, hardly at all. Right, hardly at all. I've, I've okay. very seldom ever seen a situation where the trailer is affecting the tractor's tire wear. I was just, I, I was following a, another tanker down the road today, and I was looking at his manhole covers on the top, and I went, wait a minute. I started looking at it, and that thing was at least a foot dog tracking yeah. behind the yeah. tractor, and I thought, I wonder if he can feel that or not. I, I know that mine's straight because I had somebody drive my truck, and I followed it to take a look at the truck going down the road and kind of went around mm-hmm. in the circle, so to speak, in my car to, to look at everything, how it was tracking and whatnot. But I didn't know if that boy was able to tell if his trailer was, I mean, that thing was dog-legging a foot over to the right. And I thought, well, there's going to be a bus bench somewhere he's going to hit. But it, it just looked awful goofy. I figured he probably felt something, but apparently not. Odds are that guy was 85% involved in sex fantasies while he was driving. He didn't know what that trailer was doing. Well, there wasn't a single body panel on that freight liner that matched the same color, so I'm just kind of... <laughs> okay, well, we'll leave that guy alone then. Uh, uh, DOT doesn't. <laughs> All righty, well, we thank you for calling. You have yourself a great day. All right, thank you, sir. All right. Okay. We gained some more calls. I love it, I love it. What do you got? A 651. 651, I know that. That's Tennessee. Tennessee. Well, if you know it, you know it. Am I right? <laughs> well, no, you're not. And uh, I'll give you a little advice. It sounds like if you keep guessing Texas, you'll probably get more right. <laughs> but your, your guess on Tennessee is very close because the Nashville area is the 615. I'm 651, which is due north of you out of St. Paul. Uh, St. Paul. Okay. All right. I was in St. Paul last week on when on Thursday. Yeah. 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 This, this is Matt, by the way. Uh, but my my first question is for the uh, as the wheels turn show. Uh, <laughs> I was only home for a few hours this week, and my uh, wife was complaining last week the uh, washing machines leaking, and I never got a chance to look at it. Do you think I'm going to have any trouble in another week when I get home? And what was leaking? The washing machine. Clothes washer. You're, you're, you're divorce. She'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, no, in all seriousness, um, all right, I got uh, a broken leaf spring a year ago on the left side of the truck and only replaced the one. And ever since, the truck was leaning slightly towards the right because the new one on the left was a little bit higher than the, the other worn-out yep. one on the right. Yep. 
uh, I finally I got a replacement, so the truck sits level again. Yeah. But the left steer tire on the inside has some wear, which I never had before. Okay, here's here's the problem I ha- here's the problem I have with yep. ma- mismatched leash springs. There's two measurements I'm worried about when replace leash springs. One is the arc the same under the same load. In other words, is one compressing faster than the other because it's weaker. The second thing is from where the front leash spring pin bolts it to the frame to where the center pin hooks to the axle, those two lengths must be the same length. And just because you bought another spring, the same part number, doesn't mean they're the same length. I can't tell you the number of times I've had guys come in and their trucks were in terrible shape, wouldn't drive right. And when we checked, he had replaced one leash spring. And because he bought a longer or a shorter leaf spring than the old one, his steering axle was now underneath the truck crooked. I like an inch. And everything we talked about in the original discussion by having the steer axle out of square was what his problem was. And we're trying to hold that square within a sixteenth of an inch. Yep. So Yeah, I, I so remember you had a caller about this uh, several shows ago, and that's what's got me worried now is uh, so yep. I could measure... The from the spring. U-bolt, measure from where the U-bolt goes right into the axle, bump right your tape side. up against that, and then yep. string your tape measure up and measure to the front pin on the front end of the leaf spring. Those two need to be, those two measurements, measuring to the center okay. of it, measuring to the grease cert, whatever it is you have it measured to, need to be the same within a sixteenth of an inch. And if it's not, that's where your problem is. Okay. Sounds simple enough. If you have replaced the, replaced the spring to get them level, or did they block it up to get them level? No, I replaced the uh, the right spring now, too, so it came back to level. If they, I, I just, happen to, if they both happen to be the same length now, then you've solved the problem, but during the time you drove it out of square is when the problem occurred. You see what I mean? Yep. Yep. But you need to make it so you don't continue with the problem. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I rotated the tires too, but the wear pattern's already there, so it's yeah. not going to go away. Once it's there, it's going to the races. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you, buddy. We'll see you in a few weeks in Kansas City. We'll be hanging right. around then. I hope you have it solved by then. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got three more calls in like 10. Let's see how many we get. Minutes. Let's see how many we get. What do we got? Four, four, uh, where? Where? Four, seven, nine. Four, seven, Texas. Ohio. <laughs> hello. Texas, you're going to Texas every time. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hello. I'm in uh, Arkansas. Pardon? We didn't hear Northwest that. Northwest Arkansas. 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 Well, that's pretty close uh, to Texas. Close it's a suburb. Just above. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm in a. Uh, I'm in a expedite truck, three axle, tandem drive, super singles on the rear. I invested in the True Balance product on the front axle for the centering of right. the hubs and the wheels. Is that a good product to, I mean, do you believe in that? And should I go ahead and get the centering pins for the rear tandems? I do it for every wheel I'm running. I hate okay. the Unimount system with the hub piloted. I prefer stud piloted. It centers not only the drum and the rim, it keeps everything square. It rolls better. Tires last longer, less vibrations. Good deal. 
Okay. okay. Second question is on tire monitoring system. I was looking at TSD product, and I didn't know if that was if there's another one out there equal or better. And then even with the TSD tire monitoring, you you can get the one that goes on the valve sim, the one that goes inside the tire, maybe even a third one that looks like it bolts on. I was a little bit concerned. I've heard that the one that goes inside the tire has a little bit better battery life and communication. Uh, yet it concerns me from tire guys talking about some of those internal ones they can knock off when they're mounting dismounting tires. Tire guys, the guys who mount and dismount tires, they hate the ones on the inside because when the big heavy bead slides in off the rim when they're mounting and dismounting them, they break them. I heard that too. So you think I'd be better off with a valve, valve cap, valve sim, the one on the outside? At this stage of the market development with what's available on the market, I would buy one that screws on the valve stem. Can you think Eventually, of another product besides the TSC that might work better? Yes, but it's not currently widely available. It's one coming from Continental Tire, and the a little rubber boot glues in the tire under the tread, and you slip the sensor in the boot inside the tire, so it's not mm-hmm. externally exposed. It's not where it can get broken, and you can move the sensors from tire to tire when you change tires. But I heard you talk about that on an earlier show. Yeah, there's there's a limited number of those uh, of dealers available that can install them. So it's currently available. Now they're currently available, but limited accessibility. You need to contact Continental Tire directly. Uh, and on their website or something, and see who's got them and where they can get them mounted at. Is it a similar product where I can read the tire and temperature on my dash, put something on my dash? I can do all of that. Monitor it. Yep. Okay. And then the third question is balancing beads. There's the dramatic, there's the mercury one, and then there's the interior glass beads like counteracts. They all seem to be good products. You just mentioned mm-hmm. the sealant. If you had a truck mm-hmm. over the road, if, if you had an over the road truck like I do, going, you know, uh, long haul, which of those would you use? Okay, this gets real tough because there's a lot of variables to consider. The one downside to this tire line of stuff that I can see putting it in a tire is when you stop, that liquid falls to the bottom of the tire. And with a wide base tire, there's quite a bit of material inside of there. So until you get up past about 30 miles an hour, it's going to give you a little bit of a lumpy ride until it spins back out and resettles. Okay? But a wide base tire really needs puncture protection more than a dual does because when one goes, you're done. Okay? Okay. So I kind of lean back toward the tire liner. I don't like the okay. one with mercury in it. I just I just have a hard time with a product that's a hazardous material that you're going to have to do a hazmat cleanup if it has a leak. Mm-hmm. So, given all of that, I would either go with Centromatics if you want something you're going to mount on your tires, mount on your truck, and never have to mess with again, or I would mm-hmm. go with the Counteract if you want to put it in at a lower initial cost and just add it to tires as you change tires. Or the or the tire liner, 
Or the tire line, if you can accept that low speed, little bit of harmonics that can occur as you're speeding up. Right, because the the counteract doesn't it doesn't all gather back up at the bottom. It's got this sort of static cling. Yeah, and it sticks to the side of the tire. tire. Right. Thank you for your advice. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thank you. All right. You have a great you. day. You too. Okay. Uh, now we got a three three zero area code. I think I know what state you're going to say. Three three zero Ohio. Ohio. Oh, I'm going to say Texas. I'm going to say Ohio. All right. What do we got? What do we got? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm calling from Ohio. Uh, I got him. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. I got a problem. I was uh, getting a DOT inspection from the New Mexico uh, Department of Transportation the other day, and they said that my uh, drive shaft has non-rotational movement. Now, I want to know whether or not I can fix that, or do I have to replace the drive shaft? Your drive shaft had what? Non-rotational movement. Oh, okay. It's loose. Yeah, so do I have to replace it, or can I fix it somehow? Uh, you're out of my field. Um, I, I would think you'd have to replace it, but... But I'm not a drive shaft replacement guy, so I really couldn't honestly tell you the answer to that. Okie dokie. I appreciate it. Not a problem, buddy. Sorry I couldn't help you this time. It's okay. Thank you. Well, you're going to get one more, right? I am? 760. 760. That sounds familiar. SoCal. 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 All right. Hello. How are you? Hello, SoCal. Hello. We're good. Hey guys, I got a que- I got a question. I just came upon your show. How often should you replace your shocks on your truck on your tractor? The shock absorbers? Yeah. Like on the front axle and then on the drive tires. On the on the drive axles. Okay, all right, all right. I know a lot of people get excited about shock absorbers all the time, but in forty years of doing this, shock absorbers have never been high on my priority list. I've never had to do a lot with it. My judgment of when a shock needs to be replaced is when it visually is coming apart, the bushings are coming out, the heat shield is falling down. Okay, we're going to put new ones in it. It's got oil run down, and there's no more oil inside of it. It doesn't heat up. You pull it off the road, you put your hand on the bottom of the shock, and it's not warm. Well, it's not working. And and those are the decision makers for me. I don't, there's no tire wear pattern that I've ever seen that I could walk up and say, oh, the shock's bad. Okay. Now, go to your – I have to get an MD alignment shop somewhere in Southern Cal. Just go to your website and look look one up. Yes, yes. Go what to our you, website, uh, mdalignment.com. Go to the shop locator tab. Yeah. Okay. And they're pretty good. I, I uh, my A friend of mine said that you guys had a place in Phoenix that was phenomenal. So well, I'm wondering so, if we, I should just – go ahead. We have some guys that are pretty good, okay, Uh there's a there's an international dealer or or is it San a Ma- in San Marcos uh, yeah. Dion International they're they're good uh, there's a Peterbilt dealer in Escondido I think that's pretty good um, but I think he's down in San Diego yeah yeah so I'm a, there's I several actually, of them. No, I'm a, I, actually my phone number's out of uh, Oceanside which is near Camp Pendleton but I actually live over near Fontana. Fontana. Okay. Well, there's a couple of shops up that way too. I think the the GCR location in Fontana recently got one of our systems. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. So there's options. 
Yep. All right. All right. Look at our All right. Thank you very much. You have a good day. All right. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, well, this is the last available. Actually, this is somebody we talked to earlier. Oh. 937 area code. I don't know if he has another question. Well, let's find out. All right. Uh, are yep. you there again? Got another question? Yep. Got, a, got another quick one for you. I'm looking at the uh, Canadian load share uh, Firestone conversion for the front axle of my Kenworth that converts it over to an air ride helper spring. They replaced uh-huh. the top, uh, the top uh, leaf spring uh, where the U-bolt goes over the leaf spring, the top bracket there. They replaced that, and they mount a uh, double pancake-style Firestone airbag in between the leaf, top of the leaf springs and the bottom of the frame. Right, right. It's a booster spring, yeah. Yep. Right. Am I going to need an alignment checkup after installing that? All they need to do when they put that back together is to measure from the U-bolt, right where the U-bolt's going into the axle, up to the front pin on the front end of the leaf spring, measure both sides, and make sure they're still within a sixteenth of an inch, and it won't change anything else. Right. Fantastic. Okay? Simple, Simple enough. enough. Yeah. All righty, buddy. You have a great day. All right. Thanks for calling. You guys, too. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, it was. Other system, other right. measurement, and setback. We, started with it and we, ended with it. we have had a good time. We've had lots of people calling. We Did we go over time? We, yeah, a little bit over. We went a little over time, but we don't care. No. They don't charge us any we're extra? Not, yeah, we're not. You mean we're not getting paid? We're not getting paid. We're not getting paid. We're doing this because <laughs> we love it. All right. Well, I want to thank all you folks for listening. We're going to do this again next week. I don't remember what the subject is for next week, but I guarantee you, as the wheel turns, we'll continue. All right. Hopefully, I'll get out of that coma. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.